Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs, Shelley Carney and Toby Yunus. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelly and Toby every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you for being here today. Uh, welcome to Messages and Methods. We're just, uh, we're, you know, we're playing around with these video intros and, and checking things out and trying to uh, make the most of our uh, technology to, to help us out. Uh, today we have a very special guest joining us. Our guest for this conversation is Cheryl Robinson, host of the Hearts of Gold podcast and Sensory Strides podcast. Cheryl was an amazing volunteer and speaker at the She Podcast Live conference, and she was the top Whova app user, winning the gold trophy with 435,400 points. Woohoo! We're looking forward to our conversation with Cheryl and hearing about the rewards of volunteering and podcasting. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So how did you manage to get so many points on the Whova app? I think mainly it was because I started as soon as the Whova app opened. I had been to She Podcast Live um, in 2019 in Atlanta, and I knew how valuable that platform was for connecting with people even before the in-person event. And that was my whole goal for going to She Podcast is those connections. And so I started right from the gate and I really tried to add valuable content within the app too. You did, you did. And everybody got to know who Cheryl was. Everybody's like, oh, <laughs> you mean Cheryl, the one who's always on Hoover. <laughs> that would have been me. So how, yeah. many, how many points did she get? 435,400 points. She took the gold. Uh, well, I wasn't even close. I had <laughs> 1,220. You know, I was somewhere in the top 10 during part well, of it, but uh, not at uh, the end. Mm. <laughs> not at the end. I got I got a couple of points. While we were there, we photos. were too busy to do much with it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, give us a quick um, intro of you and uh, maybe anything that we didn't touch on in your first interview. Your first interview was just released at one o'clock, just as we went live. So that's on our podcast for people who want to listen to part one about Cheryl. I'll make sure you go to our podcast and listen there. But anything that we didn't touch on or that's new since we've talked, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? Well, gee, I don't know if there's anything new, except that I have a new address. So I've been very busy since we were together. <laughs> um, I am a CFO for a community health center, and I do a lot of volunteering work for Girl Scouts, um, which led to the Hearts of Gold podcast. And Sensory Strides was um, my foray into podcasting before I started Hearts of Gold. So have you implemented any of the things that you learned at the conference or have you just not had time because you just moved? Uh, I haven't had time because I've moved. I have a couple of things that um, I do want to do. 
And as a matter of fact, last week we had, um, so one of the things that we discussed at the conference was Clubhouse. And so last week we had, uh, there was only three, there was only three of us in the group, but we created an accountability group on Clubhouse. And so we had our first meeting last week. So um, I did announce what I'm planning on, at least my first steps on what I'm planning on doing coming out of the conference, but I just haven't had a chance to implement those yet. Ooh, and there's somebody calling to find out what you're doing right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, one of the things that, uh, so as our audience knows, I wasn't involved, in, well, I was involved, but I wasn't involved in the interrogatories when we were interviewing folks at She Podcast. I was responsible for the technology. But there was a couple of things that I wanted to ask that we didn't get to, a chance to ask. Uh, when we were at She Podcast, because it was very focused on our attendance there. So I wanted to know, you know, in everyone's life, there's an inflection point. There's a point, and and there may be more than one. In my life, there's been more than one, and Shelley's the same thing. So I wondered, what was the inflection point that drove you first to, uh, to involve uh, yourself with uh, Hearts of Gold, um, uh, the Girl Scouts? And then the, um, what was the next step in believing that it was important to produce podcasts because i don't think we got we don't got we didn't ask that question when we were cheap podcast so give us a little background and, and cheryl the person okay so i have been involved with girl scouts for over as an adult for over 20 years i was a girl scout when i was younger um i led my daughter's troop all the way through high school no matter how many times i tried to get somebody else to be the leader <laughs> it didn't happen and i kept ending up being the leader and my daughter earned the gold award and some of her uh, classmates also earned the gold award. And I learned what a valuable program that was. And I was able to then um, become involved at a council level and councils are the regional areas for Girl Scouts at a council level in assisting girls throughout our council with earning their gold awards. So answering their questions, helping them find projects, brainstorm on things, um, all of those sorts of things. And the I've been so inspired by these young women and the amazing projects that they do and how the Gold Award process changes them, um, really helps them grow, all of those sorts of things. And I wanted more people to know about the Gold Award. I wanted more people to know about these amazing young women. And what I really, really wanted was I wanted to encourage even more young women to earn the gold award, to attempt to earn the gold award, um, because they they can get so much out of it. And so that is how then I stepped into Hearts of Gold, um, where I interview Gold Award Girl Scouts from all over the world and really have them share their stories and their whys. Um, and I really want them to be encouraging other girls. After I started, well, no, before I started Hearts of Gold, when I had this inkling in my mind, um, I actually went to Girl Scout convention. And while I was there, one of my goals was to go around and talk to all of these high school girls to see if this is something that would be of interest to them and what they would want out of it because of that. Um, so I, I did that and I got lots of great feedback from the girls that helped me create the format for the show. So uh, 
you know, you've mentioned, of course, that you were in Girl Scouts. I was in Boy Scouts all the way through Eagle Scout, as was Shelley's husband, uh, Kevin. And I didn't, uh, as a parent uh, to six kids, uh, two sons and four daughters, I, I don't remember actually uh, promoting the idea that they should be members of either the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. A and as a result, they didn't. And I don't see them doing that to the grandchildren either. What, uh, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One, they had, they already had very busy lives between school and athletics and other things. And two, there was uh, now the distraction of, of uh, portable uh, devices and social media. What could you suggest to parents uh, to help them uh, promote the idea of becoming a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout. And I think it's even harder for the Boy Scouts since they've received so much bad publicity recently. But what, what do you suggest to parents to help them uh, suggest the idea or promote the idea of being in the Boy Scouts or, and or Girl Scouts to their children? So for, I, I can, I've, I've, I don't have Boy Scouts, so I can't talk to Boy Scouts as much, but when I talk to Girl Scouts, either at other parents or troop leaders that are trying to encourage their girls to stay in Girl Scouts, um, because middle school and high school, like there is a lot going on for these young people and there is, you know, so many different options. And I, I really encourage people to consider Girl Scouts as a complement to things that they're already doing, not as an additional thing to do. So, you know, if they're really in sports, well, then focus on the sports and maybe outdoors aspects of it. Um, if they're in FFA or 4-H, focus on those leadership aspects that you can grow, the community service pieces. Lots of high schools require community service as an aspect of graduating. Well, if you're going to be doing a community service project in order to graduate, let's add just a little bit onto that. Let's put some other um, of these foundational pieces for the gold award around it or Eagle Scout for Boy Scouts. And let's earn the gold award or the Eagle Scout in addition to doing that community service. So make it complimentary, not competitive. Uh, since you brought up high school and uh, what you just said, is there a scholarship component if somebody earns that award? Can they apply for specific scholarships or does it help them get into college? So yes, yes, and yes. Um, and not, so there are tons of scholarship um, opportunities. As many people know, there's lots of Eagle Scout opportunities. Often those same Eagle Scout opportunities are also open to Gold Award Girl Scouts. You know, a few of them are definitely only the Boy Scout component, but if it's a university that offers an Eagle Scout application, generally they'll accept Gold Award Girl Scouts in that same competitive application process. Um, so oftentimes you just have to ask. This past year, um, so historically, um, Girl Scouts of the USA, so our parent organization, has identified 10 Gold Award projects every year and identified them as National Gold Award Girl Scouts. And those girls had between thirty dollars and $50,000 worth of scholarships um, by being recognized in that way. What, what um, GSUSA did this year was they um, converted that program. And instead of doing huge scholarships for 10 Girl Scouts, they every council nominated a gold award girl scout from their council and that girl scout received a scholarship so over a hundred scholarships 
of, I can't remember, it was somewhere between $2,000 and $2,200 was awarded to every single, a girl from every single council. So over a hundred. So, you know, there's that opportunity very specific to Girl Scouts. Um, when you look broader, college applications, not even necessarily scholarships, but college applications, job applications, even if you're not going to school, job applications, the leadership skills, what the gold award is, is it's really a project management function. You are managing a team, you're managing a process, you're managing all of those things. So those are skills that many high school graduates don't have. And that puts you in above other students that haven't experienced those same things. So even if you don't go on to college and you go into the job force, you're still ahead of even some college graduates with the experience that you get through the gold award process. And college um, the people that accept college applications, they definitely recognize the gold award as somebody who steps up in a different way. Um, one other thing that I want to mention is a different path. If you go into the military, you get at least a one rank and almost always a two rank increase um, when you go into the military, wow. which for those of the, you that might know something about that, that is a huge opportunity when you're first starting out. So. Isn't that also a pay raise? Uh, it, it is. is. It, so, it, as an Eagle Scout, when I did go into the military, uh, I went into basic training rather than a no stripes. I had a uh, private stripe, which is one. When I left basic training, I had a private first class. And I was only in the military for uh, five years. But by the time I left, I was a staff sergeant at E6. And I think a lot of that was related to the fact that I had early rank improvements uh, along the way. And Shelly's right, of course, if you, uh, the the pay, there's a pay grade difference between somebody who doesn't have anything on their sleeve and somebody who starts basic training. And the other thing too is uh, because I started basic training uh, without any military experience whatsoever uh, with one stripe, I was immediately promoted to a uh, platoon leader and like, Whoa. So suddenly you're put in this role of leadership. And I think a lot of the experiences that I had in the Boy Scouts and as an Eagle Scout prepared me to handle that. As a matter of fact, I probably overdid it, but, uh, <laughs> but, that's, a, but that's a different story. So, uh, so it does lead into, if you have plans for the military, it does certainly lead into uh, that as well. And I'm a big fan of, if you, if you don't feel like you're ready to go to college, then a couple of years worth of military service is not only healthy for the nation, but healthy for you as an individual as well. Before I go back to you, Shelley, I wanted to point out that I have posted the link to Cheryl's, uh, the interview that we did with Cheryl at She Podcasts uh, on Spotify. It's posted in uh, the chat room. So all you have to do is pull the link from there. But I wanted to make you aware that we've, uh, we've done that. All right. Shelly, back to you. All right. Our audience is probably going to have some people in it who are either parents or grandparents of kids who may or may not be interested in scouting. Um, but a lot of these people also, they, they have it in their hearts that they want to help, you know, help other people. They want to maybe volunteer. They want to serve uh, now that they're at an age where they have the time and the resources, they want to share those resources 
in some ways. So what can they do? I know that you have a master's in servant leadership. What can our audience members do to uh, capitalize or on that, on that ability now that they have that ability, how can they serve? Sorry, my mic fell, so I'm going to fix that really quick. Um, so it, what I really encourage people to do, and when I say people, because I have similar conversations with girls when they're trying to identify their projects, right? The first thing I do is I ask people to figure out what energizes them, right? Um, what really, when, when they're giving, what is going to give back to them? And then find a way to serve others in, that will also serve you. So, for example, the gold award for me, the girls, like the energy I get from talking with these young women, like really energizes me. But at the same time, I am supporting them. I am helping them on their journey. I am encouraging them to improve themselves and become better leaders themselves. And that's the, the gist of servant leadership is that you wanna help others become leaders. You don't need to be that figurehead. Um, it's, it's more important to be that support piece. And so find something that speaks to you and then find a way that you can give back and encourage others while still feeding your soul too. That's very good. So uh, I was wondering, uh, as uh, Shelley and I were discussing this interview last night, whether or not it, uh, there are options for someone that's not oriented towards the organizational and just for the fun of it last night, uh, since we're all very, you know, since the kids can't live without their smartphones, I actually went to the app store and iPhone and I entered community service apps. And there were 20 different apps, 20, 22 different apps uh, that you can download that helps you identify community service opportunities in your local area without joining an organization. Just, you know, this one is uh, build a house uh, for a homeless person and you can go, you can help out. And even if, if you're not, you know, if you're not associated with any particular organization, this may eventually lead to uh, not only uh, skills that, as a community-oriented person, you would develop, but leadership skills as well. Um, and so if you, again, if you're not oriented towards uh, an organizational structure like the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts, uh, download one of these apps, one or more of these apps, and you can find ways to serve your community uh, via the app, and you get to take your phone with you. So, Something that um, has been going on in my life is my son and his girlfriend have been looking for jobs for a year, year and a half now. And it's just, it seems impossible. And my mom brought up, well, maybe they should volunteer. That would add to their resume and, uh, you know, they would get some skills out of it. Can you add to that? Yeah. So, uh, when I go back to the gold award and say how that it can improve you in um, job performance, Girl Scouts, you know, everybody hears about the cookie sales, right? Well, what the cookie sale really is, is an entrepreneurship program that Girl Scouts puts on. So we teach girls, again, to, it grows as they grow because kindergartners and their cookie sales looks a lot different than a high school junior or senior, right? Um, 
But what we're doing is we're teaching them those selling skills. We're teaching them how to talk to people. We're teaching them not to be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, when they're little, we're teaching them how to count money, how to keep track of inventory. Um, when they become in high school, you know, we're, we're really, they've, they've really become focused on goal setting and reaching their goals. A lot of girls use the cookie sale to support travel. So Girl Scouts has this whole program called Destinations where girls have travel opportunities both within the United States and all over the world to um, do something specific to an interest that they have. So whether that's an environmental interest or whether it's a physical sports type interest, um, all of these different things, um, girls have opportunities, but they need the funds in order to be able to do it. And when, when girls are older, a lot of times that's why they're selling the cookies to be able to go do whatever program it is that they want to do. So uh, I actually don't know the answer to this question. If you as an adult um, don't, for example, all my children are out of the home. I've got grandchildren that could become Boy Scouts and uh, Girl Scouts. If someone wanted to participate in Girl Scouts uh, or Boy Scouts as an adult, are they required to have children in the program? Absolutely not. I have lots of Girl Scout sisters that have no no kids, um, and they they enjoy interacting with the the depending you know little kids up to big kids. They mm -hmm. enjoy interacting with those with the others. Um, and it gives them back because they don't have their own children. They don't have, um, and as I said, you know, my daughter has graduated. So I, at this point, I technically don't have anybody in the Girl Scout program. Oh. Um, oh. Another thing that we look for is we look for young women, um, you know, college, newly entered into the workforce to join also because we're looking for that more peer-to-peer -peer mentorship too you know uh -huh. we we want those those middle school and high school girls to have somebody that's closer to their age to talk to too to see what they can really accomplish if they put their minds to it Excellent. yeah so that would be a good opportunity for kids of a college age or just after to find a volunteer opportunity maybe they're having a hard time finding a job so they can get involved in that and then start making contacts and uh, and getting that experience of being a leader. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's actually a very good idea. I hadn't thought about that. If you were to take, uh, if uh, say Jared were to volunteer for helping the voice, he's going to meet a lot of other adults that, you know, business people and, and uh, yeah, dads. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have that yep. type, We have additional experience. So, yep. so. Built, builds their network. Yep, exactly. Back to you, Shelley. So some of our audience members are interested in live streaming, podcasting, and blogging because they have an issue that's important to them and they want to build awareness of that. And I know that that's what you're doing. Uh, you, your, your podcast uh, that you put out, Hearts of Gold, is a uh, something that you do as a volunteer you want to spread awareness of the gold award and girl scouting <clears throat> excuse me and how that can help young women and um so what advice do you have for people who are thinking about getting into that podcasting live streaming to promote uh something like what you're doing 
talk to the other people in that community and find out where they're where they feel that the, there might be a hole to fill where there might be a lack of information um find out you know what the needs are what the interests are make sure it's something that um others are going to be interested in because you're gonna you're gonna get really drained putting time and effort into it if you're not getting feedback from your community um so you want to make sure it's something that your community uh, really is interested in too. Uh, when I was working on Hearts of Gold, I put a poll up because I couldn't even come up with a name because Girl Scouts is a registered trademark and I had to be very, very careful. I couldn't use Girl Scouts in my name. Um, and so I put a, a question out on some of the Girl Scout um, boards saying, you know, this is what I'm thinking of. What would you call it? which is where Hearts of Gold came from. It actually came from the community, but I got hundreds of responses and lots of positive feedback for the concept of what I was trying to promote. Um, so, you know, make sure you're connecting with your community when you're doing that. But I really encourage people to do it because it can give you so much back while you're serving others. I suppose you could find guests that way as well. Absolutely. Just uh, reaching out on that community board, or uh, however it is that you normally talk to people in that in that uh, industry. Um, using okay, I did that one. Oh. <laughs> You're ahead of yourself. I am. Do you have anything else you want to ask uh, before well, I? I? I do want to talk a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I promised myself I wouldn't do this uh, because I think we talked about it in your interview. Um, there was a point at which you decided that podcasting, uh, that promoting uh, your uh, interests via podcasting was important to you. Tell me a little bit about, tell our audience a little bit about, uh, A, how you got started, B, what kind of investment you had to make, and C, what kind of results you're getting from uh, the investment in money and time in podcasting. So when I started, I have listened to podcasts for a long time. And so when I started, I wanted to make sure I understood the whole podcasting process. And that's why I created Sensory Strides. And Sensory Strides is mini-sodes. They're only a couple of minutes long. Um, and they are in seasons. Usually it's over the summer. Um, and where I talk about my fitness, what I'm eating, what I'm um, reading, what I'm listening to, all of those sorts of things. And I did that specifically so that I would learn how to edit. I would learn how to record. I understood, you know, all of the different behind the scenes pieces that you need in order to create a good podcast. And so I created that. Um, and then I went to create Hearts of Gold. And when I went to create Hearts of Gold, I knew because of who my audience is, high school girls, that I needed the video component. And so when I was creating Hearts of Gold, I started with Zoom to, to record the video component also. And I learned almost instantaneously that even though I understood podcast editing and audio editing, there was no way I was ever going to become a video editor. Uh -huh. And so I, that was one of the first really big investments that I made was hiring a video editor. Um, I did buy a microphone when I first started. Um, I think that's really about all I bought was a microphone. 
um, I, well, I guess I, I was, I was spending money on the platform that I use for, um, hosting my podcast. And I, I personally use Libsyn. There's lots of mm -hmm. options out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I really encourage people to figure out what they want out of their podcast platform, because depending on what your goals are, different platforms are going to be best for you. I really, really like Lipson. Um, and I've grown with Lipson. So I started with a very small platform and I've, I now, because hearts of gold has grown, I've become, I've become a more consistent podcaster. Um, you know, I've, I've grown what I've done there, but my sensory strides is still in the very baby, I, what I call the baby package. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, so I guess I invested in my platform, but other than that, really, there wasn't a lot of expenses. Um, since I've grown, there have been more, more expenses. So, you know, I, there's some tools, some online tools that I use and things like that, where now I'm paying. Um, and, but that's, but that I didn't, you don't need that right at the beginning, really at the beginning, do the basics, get the basics down, really understand what you're doing, what your message is, what your audience is looking for. And that's really where you start. Just, just start. So uh, let me ask a follow-on question, which is, tell me a little bit about your workflow. So you, you have two podcasts, podcasts, Hearts of Gold and Sensory Strides. Uh, the Sensory Strides, you already said, was a, a short version right there. They're, they're little pop-ups. Uh, and I assume there's no interview uh, associated with Sensory Strides. It's you, microphone, microphone connected to your computer, and you record directly to your computer? Correct. or are you using an online recording platform like uh, Riverside. Riverside or, yeah? Nope, I record directly to my computer. I actually have had a uh, Scarlet for a year uh -huh. and yeah. I, 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 I haven't gotten it set up because I'm too scared of the technology. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we uh, we set up a Scarlet for Shalvator. It's much easier here because we have the roadcaster. Uh, so we set up the uh, Scarlet uh, for Shelly at her house. So uh, if you, one of these days you want to uh, check in with us, we can walk you through the process. It, it is a, uh, a significant improvement uh, to what you're doing right now, going directly to your computer. So on the Hearts of Gold, uh, you do interviews there, but you've been using uh, Zoom for that. Is that correct? Did, did I interrupt yep, that? Yeah, right? that is correct. And then you're not you're editing the video and the audio as one. It's not, it, you're separating the audio and putting it up to a podcast. Right. So he, he edits the, I believe that his workflow is, is he's editing the, the video and then he strips the audio for the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. I was interested because we want to, we, we like uh, our audience to know anyone who's in uh, hesitant uh, who's hesitant about getting into podcasting or live streaming, that technology is not as complex as you might imagine, certainly not as complex as, you know, was where we were in, say, 2014 or when I started live streaming in 2009. Uh, it's gotten progressively more sim simple, and the applications can be found online for both live streaming and podcasting. The recording that they do is very, very good. Uh, in our case, StreamYard allows us, it actually saves a separate audio file. So we we put that through a one-pass editor that takes about 20 seconds, and then we upload to, that to our podcast uh, platform, Anchor FM. And the point I'm trying to make is that you don't have to be a lifelong 
tech geek like me in order to be able to accomplish this. And I think Cheryl's evidence of that. Jelly? Absolutely, because I am definitely not a tech geek. <laughs> okay. What was it? Uh, we're always interested in what platforms people are using and why. So what was it about Libsyn that uh, made you decide to go with them as your platform? Really, the honest answer is when I listened to the podcasts that I listened to, almost all of them were hosted on Libsyn. And so that was, you know, I felt if the ones that I was listening to, that that's who they were using, then that was where I should go. Since then, um, I have, I feel like it has become part of my family. So Elsie Escobar from She Podcasts, um, whom you guys met, um, works for Lipson. And in addition to doing her She Podcasts show, she also has a show called The Feed, which is Lipson's podcast. Um, so she does that with Rob Walsh. And the between the two, She Podcasts obviously is much more not podcast focused, even though it talks about female podcasting and they do get into topics. It's it's much more of a community. Um, and lip, the feed for Lipson is much more of the nuts and bolts. And so between the two of them, I, you know, I listened to both of those every time they, every episode they come out and the customer service at Lipson, I think is what's really kept me there because anytime I ask a question, I get an answer almost right away. I mean, even if I ask at eight or nine o'clock at night, by the time I get up in the morning, the answer is there. I'm like, people, you can sleep, you know. <laughs> um, and and it clear answers. Like they really try and help you solve your problems. And other platforms, I'm sure, are the same way. But I just, I feel Lipson has been so supportive to my mission and um, helping to promote because they promote like on the feed, they mm -hmm. promote um, podcasts all the time. And so I just, I just, I truly feel that they're a very supportive organization that really wants podcasters to succeed. And I just really enjoy working with them. So a bit of self-promotion here. Not only do we meet Elsie, Elsie is one of the two organizers of She Podcasts. Uh, we we actually interviewed her as part of uh, this series of interviews that we did. She was the last of 18 interviews. And we'll be able, of course, we're posting them one a week. I didn't, we didn't think, you know, when you think about 18 interviews posted one a week, where it moves us into a January for these uh, episodes. Uh, but we want to release them uh, one a week so that everybody has the opportunity to enjoy them. And as I said uh, in the chat, you'll find um, Cheryl's, the, the interview that we did with Cheryl was very much focused on uh, our focus while we were at She Podcast was She Podcasting. So, um, um, but it was a fun- Meeting interview. women in podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> the other ones podcasting. Mm -hmm. So, because we met a lot of really great people there, including Cheryl. Shelly, back to you. Okay. Uh, well, I think, I think people are very interested in learning about process, and I think we've covered a good part of that. Is there anything that you've learned from podcasting yourself uh, that you think other people should know that you would want to share with them? Is there anything that I've learned from podcasting itself that I want to share? That podcasting behind the scenes is a community, too. 
like I have met such amazing women. I've met some amazing men too, Toby. But <laughs> the, obviously the focus for me is on women. Um, I, I'm a Girl Scout, right? Like that's my focus. Um, and I have met such amazing women that have been so supportive. And it, it's given me a whole different community that I'm involved with. One of my best friends, um, I met because she had a Girl Scout podcast and I stalked her <laughs> and now we are in a mastermind and we talk every single week together. Um, it's just, it's this amazing supportive community, both men and women, but this amazing supportive community behind the scenes where if you have a question, there's somebody there willing to help you, which is another reason why I think that even if you're not, you, you're not, you don't think the technology is for you or whatever, like you can try it because mm -hmm. it really is available to everybody. And a lot of these tools that uh, we've talked about uh, up to this point in the uh, uh, interview, uh, they start with free versions so that you can, as, as Cheryl suggested, you can try it out, see if you like it, see if you can do it, uh, see if you want to grow with it because it is a process of, uh, personal and professional growth when you decide to start podcasting or live uh, or live streaming. So uh, what's in the future for Cheryl Robinson? I, I'm going to continue podcasting. I'm hoping to expand Hearts of Gold. Um, I'm actually planning on um, perhaps dipping my toe into the live streaming arena uh, for, for our council. I'm not sure I'll do it with Hearts of Gold because oftentimes my girls are under eight, the, the young women that I'm interviewing are under 18 and with releases and stuff, you know, I want to be cognizant of that. But for my council, we have um, twice a month, I do a highest awards chit chat, which is an hour long opportunity for Q&A on any of the highest awards. Um, and so gold, the gold award is one of those, but um, for fourth and fifth graders, it's the bronze award. And then for sixth, seventh and eighth graders, it's called the silver award. And so they progress, they progressively get harder and the girls learn more as they go through. And so we have this Q and A every month called chit chat. And I've been trying to figure out how to build a better audience for that. And I, that's where I think that I might dip my toe into live streaming. I think I might start live streaming those conversations. So um, I want to make sure that uh, at the end of the show, we talk a little bit about uh, sending you our general schedule rather than our interview schedule uh, so that you can sign up for some time and we can spend a little bit of time talking with you about, first of all, your focus, right? Your scarlet uh, and getting that set up. And secondly, um, what we've learned about live streaming uh, since we started in 2014, and we can give you some direction and make some recommendations. So we'll make sure that we set aside some time for that. We look forward to that conversation. I would greatly appreciate it because you you guys are the bomb. Well, <laughs> we try. We've uh, we've put a lot of time and effort into it, and uh, we're very fortunate to have the kind of par partnership uh, where uh, you know when you have somebody working well. In her case, when you have somebody working harder than you, it's the motivation I need to put my time and uh, effort in. Sally, I think that the live streaming to the your answers to the girls and then being able to ask questions when they hear something, they go, Oh, wait, 
I don't understand that. And they can immediately ask you something and type it into the chat. And maybe their mom is sitting there with them. Then they can learn it together. I think that's uh, going to be an ideal situation for you uh, to get more and more questions that you can answer. And then the video stays up where people who missed out because they weren't there live, they can still watch and see all those uh, questions and answers. I think that's going to work really well for you. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. 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 So where can people find you, find out more about uh, your podcasts and connect with you? I am Cheryl M. Robinson and that's Cheryl with an S, S H E R Y L M Robinson, R O B I N S O N on almost all platforms, um, including YouTube. Where, where the videos of the girls are on, on our, my podcast is released on almost anywhere where you listen to audio. And um, on I have a website for the Hearts of Gold podcast, heartsofgoldpodcast.com. And on there, um, we post transcripts of the episodes. And there's also some tips and trick sheets for brainstorming on projects or other things related to the Gold Award, which can often just be used for other looking, planning your path. Mm -hmm. uh, and for those of you that didn't write those down uh, uh, right now, we will add those links in the description box for both the video and audio um, uh, uploads of our show, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's it for now. I think so. Uh, Cheryl, is there anything that I didn't ask that you would like to add on before we go? I don't think so. I think we're good. Good. All right. I do want to take a moment to say hi to our friend, John Miller, who agrees with you, Cheryl, that we are uh, the bomb, or <laughs> that's how you describe it. So, John, nice to see you. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate Yay. it. All right. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for being here with us today to, to talk about servant leadership, volunteering, and podcasting all together. And uh, I think it's going to be a really wonderful episode for people to enjoy and to learn from in the future. And uh, remember to look for Cheryl's interview episode we recorded during the She Podcast Live Conference on the Messages and Methods podcast. You can find that everywhere. If you find a podcasting platform where we're not there yet, let me know because I want to get us on there, okay? And we're excited also about our upcoming book of women in podcasting interviews, and we're working diligently to release that in time for the holidays. Cheryl's going to be in there as uh -huh. one of our chapters. That's the first, well, not the first chapter, but the uh, after the introduction. That's right. Because we're literally going to, the uh, chapters are going to be in the order of the recordings that we made. Uh, and uh, as usual, uh, Miss Effort is putting a lot of effort into this. So, <laughs> Well, so. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. You bet. Nice to see you again. All right. We'll do this again next week. Yep. Who's our guest next week? Next week. Look forward to meeting Jen McFarland. Uh, Jen actually interviewed me last week for her podcast called Women Conquer Business. Mm. And she's a really great lady. And I look forward to speaking with her next week. I guess we should say we're on Podmatch. So if you're ever interested in having us on as guests, we're, we love being on other people's shows. And if you're ever interested in being on our show, let us know. Send an email to support at messagesandmethods.com. Uh, is that right? Support yeah, messagesandmethods.com. And uh, we'd love to have you on your show if you have a story to tell, especially if you're uh, 50 or over, and uh, even more especially if you're considering or you are already an Encore entrepreneur. Thanks for joining us today.
Cheryl, thanks again. We look forward to talking with you again. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.